Good morning. Welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Wednesday, the 16th of September. My name's Nick here in Melbourne. Yesterday, we saw the Australian dollar rally almost 1% from its sort of intraday lows to its intraday high. And that was just around the time the Reserve Bank released their September minutes. Now, they've changed their rhetoric on the outlook or their valuation of the Australian dollar. In August, they saw it as fairly fairly valued. They've changed their tune. They're saying it's now you know, slightly too high for their liking. The official wording is back from August. It was the Australian dollar had also appreciated against the US dollar to be a little above where it had started the year. The Australian dollar had been broadly in line with its fundamental determinants, such as commodity prices and interest rate differentials, which had returned to their levels at the start of the year. Now, yesterday's news was that they changed it to while members noted that the Australian dollar was broadly aligned with its fundamental determinants, a lower exchange rate would provide more assistance to the Australian economy in its recovery. Now, they're still very pessimistic on the Australian economy. They have mentioned in previous sort of media interactions that this is sort of their job to look at the sort of the, the, the more negative cases and be ready for that. So they expect unemployment to reach 10% and they mentioned in Victoria is having a major effect on the national economy, the lockdowns here. It's looking like there's some analysts saying that they will may, may have to look towards doing more operations to keep the Australian dollar down. There's a lot of forecasts that it may hit 80 US cents this year. So what can they do? Probably you know, they've ruled out a lot of the things that some of the other central banks are doing, but they could buy higher duration you know, government bonds. They currently only sort of, you know, through their sort of market operations, keep up to three years down at 0.25. They could force the yields down at the sort of the, the longer dated end of the yield curve, which would make the Australian sort of asset class less attractive to offshore money, carry trade, etc., which would you know potentially force down the Australian dollar. One thing they did not cover, and that's the impact of this sort of looks like a brewing trade war we have with China, obviously on now wheat, barley, meat, a lot of key exports, oh, and wine, that would potentially have a drag on the Australian economy going forward. Continuing with the topic of trade, and although a lot of our key exports to China have been hit by the Chinese trade restrictions, overall we're doing very well. I know volumes are up and the prices are up a lot, meaning our exports in total dollar value are up. Now that is actually consistent with what we're seeing globally. There's been a, quite a big resurgence in global trade, contrary to a lot of expectations earlier on in the pandemic. There was an expectation, sort of consensus of about a 30% contraction in global trade, which is huge. Now, there's been a pickup since about June and it continues. And now it's looking like, according to Oxford Economics, that that will only be about a 10% contraction. When you consider in the financial crisis in 2008, the global economy receded only by 0.1%, but there was about a 13% drop in global trade. This recession is likely to be about a negative 4.9% global contraction, yet a tiny you know, drop in trade in comparison. 
the Economist newspaper looks at why is that, and interestingly, what they see is the main, if you look around you know, the streets of Melbourne, the main industries that are most impacted aren't the ones that are trading or, or you know, involved in international trade. So it's you know the barbershop, the cinemas, the you know the restaurants. They're the ones that are taking the hit. And in the financial crisis of 08, that wasn't the case. It was these big ticket items such as you know, imported cars, and that that really took a hit. We're not seeing that now. Another reason is the sort of central banks and, and governments have really been rapid with their stimulus, much more than in in 2008 and these big handouts to people you know if anyone's tried to buy an ipad from apple recently there's a huge waiting list because you know one of the main reasons is people are spending their their checks on on these sorts of consumer electronics whether that's to allow them to work from home or or just you know that they've got extra money to spend so it's definitely interesting there and it is a promising sign that maybe these sort of rapid interventions and drastic interventions are really helping this recession be not quite as bad as it could otherwise be. And moving to the markets now, in the US an hour after open, we're seeing NASDAQ up again for another day. We're seeing a rebound in tech names, largely Tesla up about 4%, Apple up over 1%. In contrast, the small cap index is largely flat. Here in Australia, we've got the new home sales data coming out today, and that's probably not looking too promising. Otherwise, that is your update for Wednesday. Have a great day and see you soon. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.